0: Sukkah Perik Base Mishnah Two Five. The Mishnah will tell two separate stories here, which illustrate the halachas of eating outside of the sukkah. The first says, "Maysa, it once happened, l'ol rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai litom esatavshel. They brought some food for Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai to taste on sukkahs. He was outside the sukkah. This food um, could well have been mazonos type food, like porridge or or uh, pasta, etc." Uh, they brought also food for Rabban Gamliel um, which consisted of two dates and a pitcher of water and they had they said notwithstanding the fact that we could eat these foods outside of the sukkah the tavshel because it's achilas arai. It's a, it's a snack or a ta'ima is a taste so that's not a formal eating so even though the bracha is mazonos, it doesn't matter one could eat um, have a taste outside of the sukkah <clears throat> and similarly the two dates even though two dates are more than a kibaytza they're more than an eggs amount um, but still they're fruit and fruit is always considered to be achilas arai. so that being the case they could have eaten them outside of the sukkah but nevertheless amru they said, ha'alum la sukkah, let's bring them up to the sukkah. The sukkahs were typically situated on their rooftops, and therefore they said, lift it up to the sukkah, and we'll eat it over there. The point being that although din, they could have eaten these foods outside of the sukkah, they opted not to. And this illustrates the point that um, even when one is not obligated to eat uh, inside the sukkah, because um, it's teishvuk in taduru, we darshan that, it's the same way you live in your home, and the same way people taste take a taste of food or eat a fruit outside of his home without compunction. So too one can eat such foods outside of the sukkah, but nevertheless they were strict upon themselves. And the principle is that although it's not considered to be, it's not considered to be um, uh, ura arrogant to you know eat in the sukkah even when one is permitted uh, not to eat in the sukkah. Um, to the contrary. It's, it's praiseworthy to eat in the second one you can. That's the first story. The second story will actually show the other extreme. When they gave bread to her, a quantity of bread which was less than a beitza in volume, an egg's amount in volume. So we see he did three separate kulas. This was occurring mm-hmm. on. On Sukhus, and yet he availed himself of the following three leniencies. The first is, nat- natalo mappa He took it in a napkin. That is to say, he didn't um, he didn't wash his hands before eating the bread. Instead, he held the bread using some mapa, like a napkin or serviette, something, um, so he wouldn't make the bread dirty. He didn't want to make the bread dirty because his hands weren't washed. But he also didn't. Wash his hands with what we would call the ritual washing. I'll explain in a moment more. And he ate that bread outside of the sukkah. Again, since Mikra Din, it was less than a beitza, it was a chilas arai, a snack, and therefore one could eat outside of, the sukkah, outside of the sukkah, and he did. And he didn't make a brach meaning birkat amazon, after eating this bread. <clears throat> Um, and we will, uh, the the diok is that he certainly did make a bracha rishon. He did say the bracha ha-motilechem but he didn't do the benching afterwards. Okay, so let's just take all three of these things um, separately. The first is, the first is we're saying it's pachas maka it's less than a beitza. Now, the reason we're going into the less than a beitza issue um, is because of the benching part of it. As far as eating outside of the sukkah, so as I mentioned in the previous Mishnah, the Gemara's illustration was by a baya that a student um, you know f- puts some food in his mouth and then he runs off to give the shear to listen to the shear, I should say. So according to the Rambam, the amount that one could put in his mouth is even more than a beitza. and therefore meikradin even a little more than a beitza, could be eaten a khilasarai of bread outside the Sokka, and that is how the Mishnah excuse me, the Bartanura. Understand, like the Ramam, that one could even eat a little bit more than a of bread outside of the sukkah. Many disagree. Allah is no. One may not eat a beitza or more outside of the sukkah. In any case, <clears throat> um, so here the Mishnah says, first of all, when he took it, he didn't wash his hands. Instead, he just he just held it in a napkin. The reason why is because there's actually two ways to understand this. and um, He certainly held that there was no obligation to do the ritual washing prior to eating some bread that was less than a beta in size. The question is why. So there's two possibilities. Either he understood that the halachas of washing um, are connected to the halachas of benching, and he's in a paskin that less than a kibet doesn't require benching, as we've seen in a moment, as we already saw in the mission actually, and therefore he'll hold also that the washing doesn't is not required since it's less than a betzam. The other approach is that the hand washing is... Connected to the rules of tuma and tahara. Indeed, the origins of having to wash before eating bread is how the Kohanim used to wash their hands prior to eating their truma, etc. We also do the same well, before we eat our meal and our bread. Now, foodstuffs cannot become tame in a quantity less than a kibeza, at least not midoraisa. So, and they certainly cannot convey tuma in quantities less than a kabeza. So that being the case, Rabbi Tzadok held that since this bread is not settable to becoming tamim, Midoraisa, there's no obligation um, to wash on it, to wash one's hands before touching it. Um, just a, a note that the Allah is that food, even at a kazayas, can become tamim, but that is um, just madurabana. So anyways, of have two approaches here in, in what he was thinking, why he didn't have to wash his hands. Until for taking the bread, instead it, either because it's connected to benching, which requires like a kabeitz according to him, or it's because of tumatara, because it doesn't come tummy less than a beitzah midoraisa. Either way, he didn't he didn't um, wash prior to eating it, and the reason why he held it in the napkin just for the sake of not being mafs to the ochre, not making the food disgusting because his hands were in fact dirty. Um, <clears throat> Second of all, um, the he ate it outside the sukkah, um because he. And so this is achilas arai, it's a snack um, quantity of bread and therefore it's permitted to eat outside the sukkah again the Bartonor learns like the Rambam even a little more but the Lachas no. it has to be um, you're, you're capped at the Kabetz outside the sukkah and finally v'lo Berach Al-Achrav he didn't make the Brach after it the Midah benching benching um, the obligation kicks in only at 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 Satiety when a person has had his eating is full as the Patsuk says of Achalta Visavata, you'll eat, you'll be satisfied, and you'll bench. Um, and therefore, anything less than satiety, satisfaction doesn't require um, benching Midaraisa. But Midarabanan the there's a machlokis tanaim, um, whether it's after a kabetzah or after a kazayas. Rabbi Yehuda says a kabetzah, and that seems to be, that is how Rabbi Tzadok is learning. The halacha, however, follows Rabbi mayor that we bench even on a kazias, Midarabanan. Um, but since here he holds like Rabbi Yehuda, and there's less than a kabetzah of bread being consumed, therefore, he didn't. He didn't say uh, the bracha afterwards. He just said the bracha of hamotzi before it. Okay, halach ma'is, Let me just sum up here these these things. Um, first, as far as eating outside the sukkah, eating outside of the sukkah, um, one is permitted to eat achilas aray outside the sukkah, which means even up to kabeita of bread. But one should do it's prayed to even drink water inside the sukkah. And certainly, if one is eating mazonos food, foods made of the five grains, he ought to eat it inside the sukkah. Um, if he's Eating pasbah or mazonos foods that are um, less than a suda less than a kabeitz in size, can get a little complicated. Um, beyond the scope of this, but in general, if you're eating, if you're you make a bracha, certainly um, if you're washing on bread inside the sukkah and mazonos, make a bracha um, on the food, and you must eat it inside from the beitza amount. Other foods, it's questionable if you do more than a beitza, meaning like eggs and cheese and meat. Um, certainly better to eat inside the sukkah but no bracha as far as fruits one may eat any quantity outside the sukkah they're always intrinsically considered to be awry as far as bread washing brachas and benching go so the important you sow the principle is that the halachas that govern washing bracha rishona and benching are totally independent one from the other don't mix them up don't conflate them don't make them into a, into a chant. as far as washing goes the din is one must wash his hands before eating even a kazayas of bread. However, if one is eating less than a kabetza or intends to eat less than a kabetza, when he does his washing, he does not make the bracha until He does, does the washing and no bracha. Bracha does not kick in, kick in until you're eating a kabetza of bread. As far as bracha rishona goes, meaning making bracha amotzi and all brachas rishonas, those are obligated even at the smallest amount. You're going to eat just one tic-tac, you make a shakal, you want crouton, you have to make amotzi. Even if you're not washing your hands, but you have to eat amotzi, make amotzi on that food, um, if it's if it's bread. As far as benching goes, as we said before, we bench um dera from eating even one kazayas, um, and the benching kicks in midurai, so once you eat a amount of food including bread um which which fills you up.